What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Made a decision. I'll face the sunny side head on. I had a vision of what it might be like. Hey, everybody. Welcome to For Crying Out Loud. Um, guess what? What? (laughs) (laughs) That voice is not Lynette. Lynette is, God, this bitch went to Florida to like, I don't know, celebrate her birthday or something. Like, wow. Have some me time, which (laughs) that's so not what moms should be doing. It's it's so 70s, really. (laughs) She's on strike. (laughs) She's on mom strike. (laughs) She's, She's walking around picking herself. Yeah, 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 having some meat. Anyway, we have Robin Wazinski. Robin. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> and we're still going to make this a great show. I mean, Robin's yeah. going to try her best to bring bring the, the Lynette sparkle mm-hmm. to the show. No but pressure you, at all. Mm-mm. Thank you. You know what, Robin? You have what? your own sparkle. Thank you. You have your own, like, vibe. je ne sais quoi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hi, okay. Kaylin. Hi, Hi Kaylin. How are you doing? Good. Good. A little sweaty. But yeah. Very hot in here. <laughs> See, I'm starting to get the, the blow of it. It's like, you know, when you first get in your car in mm-hmm. California and it's 115 degrees in the car? Yeah. And you don't feel the AC at all for a little while. But then suddenly you're like, oh, I'm starting to. Feel human again. Yeah, I'm waiting for that. Yeah, we too. can swap places. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just complaining. It's what I do these days. Listen, we're in Patrick's garage, basically. It's, it's a nice, beautiful garage. though. It's really nice. It's yes. really nice. Well, yeah. there's video, right? So people have seen his garage. Yeah, but a little it's, bit. It's not like we're like panning around. <laughs> That's true. You know what we should do, Kaylin, for our video? We should put our for crying out loud logo behind us oh, when we record yeah. yeah that would seem so profesh it would that would be that'd be sweet you don't have to do it right the second Why we can not? do it for oh, show two all right go. all here right let's go let's go <laughs> you know what while you do that i'm gonna say hi to our people oh and okay. you can chime in if i remember if, i will chime in because you probably sometimes skip this part N- not <laughs> usually but we'll see all right, how about Elizabeth Williamson? Know anything about her? Nope. <laughs> She's got a lot of kids. Okay. And what does Rita do with Elizabeth Williamson's kids? Um, does she accost them? No, she rocks them <laughs> in her bassinet. Stupid. Darn it. How about Hiro Yamashita? Yep, his he's, kids love him. They sure do. And what about Jacob Crowley? Well, he's growly. He is growly, but like the sweetest, 
sweet no, is kind of it's, growly. it's like a little purr. <laughs> <laughs> and Leslie Acosta. Yep, she's at Ikea right now. I saw her waiting by the elevator. Yeah. Trying yep. to traffic, mm-hmm. not kids though. She doesn't. It's she tries to. She's trying to traffic grandparents. Which is, <laughs> I was say people's elderly parents who. Are <laughs> yeah, you know what she does is she kidnaps them and then she gives them to other families who don't have like a working grandparent. Well, that I mean that seems charitable. That's almost working, a Robin Hood kind yeah. of vibe. <laughs> and by working, I don't mean having a job. I mean like no. actively helping their yep. child with their kids, loving them. Buying yep. them stuffed animals. Yeah, buying yeah. them things like parents would never buy them. Nope. Yeah. You know what? That reminds me, and I'm going to tell you this little story a little bit later about going shopping with, with uh, Xander, but I, there was a woman in line who was clearly talking to her mom, and she was like, Mom, well, obviously that's how she was talking to her mom, but she was like, weren't you saying you wanted to buy nice things for like whatever her kids is? Amelia, because I'm in line right now with like a whole, we, we have a haul. And I was thinking, God, that must be so nice. What must that be like to be able to like, I mean, but how to see if she feels like paying. Like logistically, how does that work then? Is a mom just going to Venmo her whatever the total is? Probably. She's going to be like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to spoil my Amelia. Huh? I don't know. Yeah. Weird. Anyway, Ashley, she's so chic. And Nikki, call your call girls. Your, call your girl. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Randy Mae Ames. Yep, she's got three names. Yep. And Rachel, she's who a dis? newcomer. Oh, she's a newcomer, not who dis. And Erin, who dis. Who dis. Yeah. And Athena. Gintured. She can dance. She's got the moves. Uh-huh. And Polly. Um, she makes great pancakes. Well, Polly. it's really the syrup. Oh, Polly Pocket. <laughs> Polly Butterfield. And Valerie Bubba Fenwick and Katerina get that molar checked. And Gabby and Missy. Where did, are they now? Have you, I don't know. Have you seen them? No. Nope. No one's seen them. They've and been, I've seen mug shots, but I haven't seen them in person. Maybe they were accosted by Leslie. <laughs> Ishan Vajpay. <laughs> I always wonder if he's offended by that. No, he Or if his it. fiance is. Or do you think she's flattered? She probably loves it. Because he is super cute. He is really cute. Kelly Brand, she's... She's not your aunt, Mm-mm. but Alicia. she'll pick one. Yep. Alicia Escalante from the city of El Monte and Leslie. Okay, COVID's back, so I understand if you're coughing. I guess, but get a cough drop. Yeah. It's been too long. Sarah Stefano, she's your paisano. Jennifer, get up. Don't fall. Sandra, it's not easy being green. Krista, get the strap. And Stephanie Stinker Rinker. Oh. Boom. Boom. That was the longest shout out ever, right? Uh, It's long because you know why? We have fans that love us and support us. And they deserve it. They do deserve it. They deserve us to take our time. Yeah. What is happening with you? School has started. Yes. For those of you who don't know, Robin is a teacher. Mm -hmm. She teaches first grade. She spent many, many years teaching kindergarten. Yeah. And when... My when I had that full year on Zoom with kindergartners, yeah, I chose to move to first grade the following year and loop that whole class with me, so I could have them in person, and that was really amazing and like totally special bond with those kids because it was such a weird couple of years. Um, but I'm really glad I did that, and I'm actually really enjoying first grade. Believe it or not, that one year makes such a difference in just independence. Like there's, I mean, in kindergarten, I know it's such a silly cliche to say it's like herding cats, but it really is. It's like you tell one person to do something and 
they're, you're only talking to that one person. The other 25 are still wandering around. It's even with an announcement. They have to learn. Watch what other people are doing. When I'm talking to the class, I'm talking to all of you. And it's very, very hard. Let me ask you this. I've always kind of wondered this. I'm sure we've talked about it at some point. But, okay, so you start – let's say you start kindergarten. You've got a brand new class. Mm-hmm. And – you know, you're only the first parent teacher conference is usually fairly early in the year. Yeah. How, what the hell do you have to say about all those kids to their parents so that you sound like you really are getting to know little Joey? Well, by that time, because we have our conferences the end of the first trimester, we have three grading periods. Okay. So in kindergarten, we don't give a report card the first trimester. We actually just sit down with every parent and talk to them about how they're right. doing. But that's only, you're only like a couple months into school. Yeah, but you get to know a kid pretty quickly. And by then, I've also done formal assessments. So I know like where they are academically with number sense and letter recognition and blending. And some kids are reading. And by then, also, you kind of... um just get to know like what their preferences are and what they like and what their behaviors are like and if you need to talk to a parent about it. Um, but if a kid is having behavior issues, the conference would not be the first time a parent was hearing about it. Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, no. Like I just had back to school night and I said, you will never be surprised on a report card. You will have heard from me if I have concerns, either academically or behaviorally. So, so that's you- that call you really don't want to get. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Hi, this is Mrs. Wazinski. Mm-hmm. And I, I just wanted to chat with you. If we could just have a few minutes to chat about mm-hmm. Jeremiah. And uh, sometimes I'll say, have you been waiting for me to call you? Because oh. <laughs> so often you just know they're seeing the same behaviors at home. And they're just waiting for somebody to confirm it? Uh, well, confirm it or just pray, just wing in a prayer that things are different at school, you know, but a lot of times they're not. I've actually had an experience where um, I had a little boy who I I knew 100% was on the spectrum, but he was undiagnosed. And so I called her, and you can't ever give a label or a diagnosis to a parent. You can only tell what you're observing. Um, so when I called her, I said, I just want to talk to you about some behaviors I've been seeing at school, and I wanted to see if you're seeing the same things at home. Um, you know, he's really having a hard time transitioning from one activity to another. He's crying. When he gets frustrated, he takes his shoes off and he climbs under the table. I mean, he was having huge behaviors. And I was probably two sentences in and she broke into tears. And she said, Mrs. Wazinski, do you think he has autism? And um, I said, well, I can't diagnose him but if you have concerns we can certainly help you find out um and it all sort of came out that she had had concerns for years and the family was like you worry too much he's fine it's just he's just young um and so i think she was so relieved that finally another person was like yeah there's something going on so let's figure it out so within a couple months he had a one-on-one aid and oh wow yeah. And was she like grateful? Yeah, she's was just a lovely such a neat mom. I still see her and I still see him. He's in 6th grade now and taller than me and How's he doing? He's sweet, you know. He's still you can tell he's on the spectrum, but obviously not tantruming anymore and really just sweet and um quiet, but he talks and 
so yeah, he's a really neat kid. Ha- d- have you had that happen a lot? Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of kids are on the spectrum. Yeah, and a lot of them come into kindergarten undiagnosed because, mm-hmm. again, I think there's just so much denial that can happen around it that it's like, okay, well, let's just, I think it, it, you probably keep giving yourself like benchmarks. Like, okay, well, we'll talk to the pediatrician at three. Well, no, let's just do preschool. Okay, well, let's wait till kindergarten. And um, if preschool didn't talk to them about it, they've convinced themselves that there's not an issue. Uh, but I'm always the one to bring it up. So yeah, it's happened a lot. Do you think that there's, I mean, I rem- I know a person who had a kid who was kicked out of several preschools mm-hmm. for, for behaviors that seem to indicate some sort of issue, but she just wouldn't hear it. She was just like, nope, my kid is just very bright. mm and it's just she doesn't like to be told what to do. And she was reading really, really young, like very, very young, taught herself to read. <laughs> Which can be a red flag. Right. Right. But I mean, she just would not hear it. Mm-hmm. Kind of still won't, even though her kid ended up in like a special school and there were like only, I mean, she got kicked out of a lot of schools, hmm. but she just wouldn't. It's just so interesting to me because I... I feel it. And I know I've, I'm sure I've said this on the podcast before, but everyone is so worried about their kid having a label, but people are going to label your kid for their behaviors. And either they're going to be calling them a jerk or rude, or they don't want their kid near them, or they have a label of autism. So people can start being educated and understanding, you know, how can we be more flexible with this kid? How can we help them transition and engage with other kids instead of just having being sort of hostile toward them. So labels are going to happen. So let's make it the actual label that can get them some help. Have you personally experienced where you've called and been like, okay, this parent is going to be relieved. And you're like, are you seeing these behaviors? And the mom goes, nope. It's only happened once, um, and it wasn't, I didn't think it was autism. I thought there was a language development issue. Uh-huh. Um, and they were just like, no, he's fine at home. You know, I, I offered to have the speech therapist just come in and listen to him and see what she thought, and they just refused. So I had to document it. Um, super bright kid, but um, I that expressive language, there was something going on with it. So every other time in your many years of teaching, the parents have been open to like, oh, thank you for telling me. Well, they they couldn't not because the behaviors were so outrageous. Something had to give, you know? Right. I mean, when you're having extreme behaviors, then the parent's willing to listen, especially because the parent is having issues at home, too. So they, yeah, I, or kids have come in diagnosed, but yeah, right. every other time that I've had concerns, we've followed through to getting a diagnosis. But sometimes is the behavior not egregious, but you're just seeing some stuff that maybe you think the parent isn't seeing and you feel like you want to give them a heads up because it would be good for them to look into some kind of intervention? I usually don't. If a kid is performing academically on grade level, if they're kind of going with the flow socially, 
even if I know that there's probably something going on, no, I do not bring it to their attention because because it's so subtle. It's um, that would be a really awkward conversation, especially if it's not impacting their performance in the classroom or in the playground. You know, that's it would have that would be a conversation I could only have like with a friend, and even then, I probably wouldn't. I remember. Um, you know what? Let's take a quick break, and then I'm going to tell you something I remember. Okay. You know what we should talk about? Nutrafol. I am so curious about Nutrafol. So my hair is pulled back in a ponytail, and I'm starting to thin. I get my temples. So mm-hmm. I was really self-conscious about pulling it back. So I'm very curious about this I product. I was having it in the front by my front part, and I used to think it was from pulling it back in a ponytail, but I realized it's just normal aging hormones like it's just what happens to a lot of women and i realized oh it's nothing to be embarrassed about there's treatment for that and that treatment is neutrophil i started using neutrophil we know lynette is obsessed Mm -hmm. with it she's been doing it for like a year i started using it a few months ago because i was like why am i not using it i'm having the same issue and i absolutely have noticed a difference already i feel like the baby hair is can you see that like i have baby hair growing back in um, and my hair is not shedding as much in the shower. It's really great. It's um, and it's you know they'll send it to your house every month, and if you miss a few, you know you can put it on hold. Uh, it's so great. It's the it supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism through whole body health. So take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the code FCOL. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code FCOL. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code FCOL. Right. I am committing to trying it. Good. Uh, and then let us know okay. how it works for you. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, I just remember, I know I've, I've told you this story. I've told this story on the podcast, but it just stands out to me as I want you to tell me whether you think this teacher was being inappropriate or no. Okay. Okay. This was second grade. Xander. No, first grade. First grade, Xander. Okay. So you okay. can relate. First yep. grade teacher. Xander, I was told was being fidgety. <laughs> uh, do you remember this story? No, but I'm thinking of my kids. It's like I'd be talking to a lot of parents if that was my well, complaint. Well, that's the thing. Xander was being fidgety. And um, he was, and this is one of those things where I know you probably think that a lot of parents are like, oh, my kid's just bored. That's why they're. <laughs> But but her complaint to me wasn't that Xander was trying to like engage his classmates. He was being chatty, which (laughs) hi, he's my son. Uh So like he, and um, he was 
laying down sometimes <laughs> when they're supposed to be like sitting up or he would put his legs out. He wasn't sitting. They were all supposed to be sitting like crisscross Criss applesauce, mm-hmm. staring at the teacher. And Xander would like, <sighs> like put his legs out and he'd have to be reminded a lot of times by right. the teacher. And uh, she said he was being, he was getting very distracted. So I said, do you think he could be bored? Now, I know that that's kind of a thing that parents probably say. Trigger warning, teachers. Right, right. Exactly, right? Yeah. But what happened? So, but in the the conversation, I was like, well, what exactly are you saying? Like, because it seemed to be a big enough issue for her to take me aside to tell me that Xander's fidgety and just easily distracted. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, what are you? Is this like code for for, ADHD? For ADHD. And she said, what you kind of said, she was like, I can't, I can't diagnose, but you know, if you wanted to ask your pediatrician about that, I think that would be like a good idea. Huh? Xander does not have ADHD. Okay. At all. So, but Hey, I was like, I got upset. You know, I was like, Oh, uh, okay. Like if this is obviously a big enough problem, I really thought that Xander was bored. He's very bright. He's, he's, I'm not trying to be one of those parents. He's probably, he he just has like a different kind of brightness. Like he thinks deeper. Uh-huh. He likes to think about things. He's super curious. He has like oftentimes a lot of questions when he's interested. He gets everything without, he's so, he says stuff to me that's like way funnier than stuff I could think of to say. <laughs> right, I'm always right. like, okay, this kid's ahead of me. Um, so I was genuinely like, well, maybe because they, they were, a lot of the kids were behind and they were making all the kids read at the same level mm-hmm. during this time. Yeah. Well, then cut to like, I don't know, a week or two weeks later, she's like, oh, by the way, Xander, uh, I decided to take my advanced readers and put them in a little book club mm-hmm. and oh. give them a harder book to read and discuss. And she's like, and yeah, it's totally fine now. Okay. He's doing great. Yeah. And I was like, because because he was bored. Right. I didn't say that to her. But do you think that was well and weird that she made it tried to make it seem like my kid had ADHD? Yeah, I mean, especially the whole fidgety thing because it is really hard to sit on the rug crisscross applesauce, and it's hard to do it for an extended period of time, right? And even if you're totally boys. fascinated by the curriculum, you know, and a lot of it's not that fascinating, right? Um, so I actually this year I've started. So there are some kids who just need more space. So I give them like a square on the edge and kids have a choice of how they sit. So crisscross is one of the choices. Sticks is another choice where you have your legs legs out in front of you. You know, you can see me right now doing sticks. Uh Uh-huh. Sticks. I like sticks. I like, you're being very cooperative, Stephanie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I like sticks. And mountain is another one. Oh, mountain is this. Like on your knees, but low. On your knees? I mean, I can't. Like with your feet under you. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So those like are the, sitting on your shins. Yeah. Like your tush is on your feet. Yeah, yeah. 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 I just I like don't let too. them sit like a W because that's actually really bad for your hips oh, and I your know. knees. Yeah. Um, what about, what about this kind of mountain? I call this double hills. Oh, maybe I'll introduce double hills. Double hills is good because you can kind of like hold your legs mm-hmm. and it's a and good that's stretch. Comfortable. Yeah, it is. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. Oh my gosh, more choices. I know, how fun. Do you do do you employ the thing with the kids where they can choose how they greet you? Like handshake, high five, or hug? We do that on when we go home. 
they at can, the end of the day, uh-huh, so they can choose a handshake, a high five, or a hug. And then, but somebody implemented the fist bump today too. Oh, I, I like said, the fist. Yeah, I said no. It doesn't start oh. with an H. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Charlie. No, not my idea. I won't do a fist bump. You sound like a really good teacher. Because <laughs> I, I, you have really strong boundaries. I do. I mean, I, look, I like that. I didn't actually do that. You yeah, know I what know. I did? What? I gave her a fist bump. <laughs> <laughs> how, like, I want to know how different is it teaching now than it was like when early teaching? Because I oh, have seen God. a lot of like burned out teachers. How do uh-huh. you keep the fire burning? Um, you have a retirement date. <laughs> no, sorry, I'm being facetious. Um, I don't, you just have to kind of do new stuff all the time. I don't like completely turn over my curriculum every year, but I'm always doing something new or creating something new because, I mean, if I'm bored, imagine how bored they would be. So I actually did a lot of reading this summer. Well, I shouldn't say a lot. The first two weeks of summer, mm-hmm. I like took a deep dive into content and um, science of reading and just some stuff that's really building now that a lot of districts aren't even talking about. So really changing a lot of the way I'm teaching reading. Um, like high-frequency words are supposed to be memorized, but actually if the kids know the phonics rules, they're all decodable. Oh, really? Yeah, like the word the is a TH, it's a digraph, and a schwa. T-H-E is actually decodable. So there are just some kids who can't memorize stuff, but they can decode things. But then don't you feel like they would be constantly sounding out words that you just see all the time? Isn't it kind of better to be like, oh, you just see the word and, you say and? Eventually they will, you know, after enough repetition, they won't have to sound it out. It's more for those times when they come to an unknown word and it's a high-frequency word. It doesn't do one bit of good if they haven't memorized it. But if they have the skills to decode it, then they can read anything. Right. So... Just more of a focus on that and actually just different spelling rules and sound rules. Let's talk about my favorite topic. Okay. Um, bad parents and bad other teachers. You know I like to keep things negative where I can. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hop onto the negative bandwagon yeah. right now. Well, here's the thing. You're, you are a teacher, and as long as I've known you, I've been impressed by the fact that you go above and beyond Sometimes you'll hear Lynette and I complain about a certain teacher. We also, contrary to popular belief, brag on teachers that we have that we love. Yep. Right now, I'm just going to preface this convo with saying that Sadie and Xander both love every single one of their teachers. Oh, my gosh. Every single one. And, and That's and incredible. Did I tell you that Sadie was telling me, Mom, for the first time, like she said, I really like my English teacher. They're in um, honors English at their school, which Sadie was not able to do honors classes at that one traumatizing year of middle school. Uh But she's been doing, we have such good teachers and such interesting curriculum. Anyway, she told me they're reading Frankenstein. Oh, but she said it's the old, right. She said it's the Mary Shelley version, right? And she said it's like, she was like, it's really, really hard. It's kind of like, you know, like Shakespeare. Yeah, well, it's not what you thought it was. No. Yeah. But she said that the teacher is making it really interesting and like translating it, like mm-hmm. like taking it bit by bit and telling them, you know, helping yeah. them 
understand the story. So, and she's like, it's really interesting. I'm actually really enjoying it. I've heard no complaints. Xander told me he likes every single one of his teachers a lot. Wow. And that's, that's a first, right? That's huge. That is huge. Last year was pretty good. Um, Yeah. Last year was pretty good too, but you know, coming from that middle school year where every teacher sounded like a nightmare, Mm -hmm. Mr. Zippity Doodah, the math teacher that was like, I've always wondered why are some teachers so, so bad and like seem like they just don't like kids and want to humiliate them. And some teachers are so, so good and go out of their way. I feel like um, a lot of it is like a different era. You know how things have changed? I mean, from even 20 years ago, and I'm going to make a weird comparison, but like thinking about the Me Too movement. Okay. There are just certain things that 20 years ago were totally normal getting groped, you know, <laughs> I, and I'm not kidding. Like, okay. No, I'm gonna, I know. It's just, I'm okay. going to totally take a detour right yeah. now. Okay. Do so, um, do I it. had my 40th class reunion on Saturday night and beforehand, a couple of friends and I went to a bar just cause we didn't want to get dropped in early to the reunion. We just want to catch up with each other. Right. So we walk into this bar, super crowded sports bar. And this dude at the bar is probably 70 like locks eyes with me when I walk in. I'm just wandering around looking for a table. He grabs me and like puts his arm around my waist. And the whole time he's talking to me, he's like, keep squeezing my arm. And I'm like, are you like, my arm is like, (laughs) that is not where you want to cop a feel actually anywhere in my body. It's like, (laughs) it's just so weird about your arms. I, I don't like my arms. Just let your arms. Now I have to hide them. Relax and let your arms get groped. Yeah. Except the arm groping. But it was, that was from a different time, right? Right. Anyone our age or younger would never do that to a woman. Right. So I think back to my high school experience or middle school experience that part of the job, especially of male teachers, was like to insult kids and tease them and put them on the spot. And that used to be like acceptable and funny and it's like grow a pair. So it's going to toughen you up. And I feel like the teachers who are still doing that just haven't evolved. And they don't think about like what it does to kids and their feelings and their self-esteem. And because and some kids can take it. Some kids don't care. And if a teacher had done that to me, I wouldn't have cared. It would have rolled off my back. If a teacher had done that to my sister, she would have been in a heap, you know, So I kind of think it's almost generational with teachers. I remember when I started teaching and being in the teacher's lounge, and the talk was always negative. People would always, and we we are talking 35 years ago, you know, kind of talking trash about kids and about their parents. And at the time, this was, and we were a low-income school, lots of immigrant families, like, Obviously, they're having a hard time. And now we're piling on by talking about them and having this attitude toward them. And I remember just making this decision that I think it was a couple years in when I became a mentor teacher. And um, they talked about that you don't talk about other teachers because I would go and observe teachers. They would say, you don't talk about anything you're doing with your mentees publicly publicly. Because then people are going to question 
well, you're saying something positive in public, but what else do you say about me in public? So you just don't talk about other teachers in the lounge. But I sort of took that nugget and I'm like, I'm never going to talk negatively about a kid in the lounge again. And if I need to get advice about a kid, if I'm having challenges with a kid, there's a way to talk about it that doesn't insult the kid. Right. Because I feel like there's just, there's a vibe that you're giving off to kids. If that's how you're talking about them, then that's how you're feeling about them. And it's not fair. So that was just a shift. What if you have a kid I mean, and you do have younger kids, so it's a little, it's a, it's a little hard to say, but maybe some of your coworkers have had kids that are just disasters, Mm -hmm. like kids that are maybe a bad seed, kids that have, you know, antisocial behaviors. Mm -hmm. What do you do? I mean, that's when we get our school psychologist involved and we ask the family if they're open to counseling. I mean, because it's, there's always something else going on. You know, it's never just the kid. Right. You know, if it were, then punishment would work and taking away recess would work. But right. it's there's more to it. So there's probably something going on at home. There may be something, there may be mental health issues with the kid. But right. even then, it's not their fault. They need help. Right. So, I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm not trying to paint myself a hero. I still get frustrated with kids. But... My goal is for them to come to school happy and to leave happy, regardless of what behavioral challenges or other challenges they might have. There's always something good about a kid. There's always a strength. There's always, I mean, the most valuable thing I do is I have a list. And during the week, I make sure that I talk privately with every kid for at least three minutes, not about school just about how's it going? What'd you do this weekend? How's your mom? You know, cause that's, there's no pressure with that. And it really, it, that kind of engagement with kids just changes your connection with your whole class. Do they ever tell you anything like really disturbing in uh, that three minutes? They haven't. I mean, sometimes Glad you asked Robin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They call me Robin, <laughs> that kid, especially really <laughs> mature. Um, they have said things that make me think, huh, like I, one of my kids last year, um, I asked if his dad was going to come to open house. And he's like, my dad never comes to school. My dad would never be at school. And I thought, well, that's so interesting. And I, I knew the situation with the family and that, you know, gainfully employed, but Apparently, those lines were very delineated in that marriage and in parenting, Mm -hmm. that that was not the dad's job. Uh, Okay. The kid kind of seemed to accept it, but he was one that had anger issues. Um, Interesting. uh, Well, and that mom was open to counseling, but dad was not for for the kid. So, yeah, you you find out stuff. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. What about... Like dud other teachers. Have you ever dealt with like, and you could think of somebody who's no longer mm-hmm. in the profession. Have you ever just felt bad for other kids because, and not, not even like your child having a bad teacher, but have you ever worked around other teachers that you were like, Oh, I, my own, sucks. my own son's first grade teacher was that teacher. Just really total hoarder. 
first of all. So the classroom was always just a disaster. And obviously, Jack had autism, but she wanted him not to. And (laughs) you're like, yeah, me too, bitch. (laughs) You and me both, bitch. (laughs) Um, But I remember... And I can't remember. I Okay, so you and Lynette always say this. Okay, I've told this story before, but I'm going to tell it. I don't know if I've told this story before on the podcast. You haven't been on in a long time. I'm telling it again. Um, I came to school one day. I remember it was the day before Halloween. And Jack was not an easy kid. He was, I think, probably mostly just unfocused, not necessarily disruptive. Um, But he probably would get mad and yell out. At times, and so again, he was an obscenities. Auto- yeah, right. He would call it right, bitch, cocksucker, cocksucker. <laughs> you said cocks in hell, <laughs> but he has autism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> Make some room for my child. He He's really bored. likes that word. <laughs> He's bored, and he likes telling people He's to suck cocks. Highly in hell. intelligent. <laughs> Should we take a quick break before we finish this story? Okay, quick break on that note. Oh. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, we're back. Yeah. <laughs> so he had a few. Okay. They were, I mean, infractions, let's yes. say. Yeah. And the big threat now was, you know, Jack Wazinski, you're going back to kindergarten. I'm like, all right, whatever. I loved his kindergarten teacher. <laughs> And it was going to be like for a day or whatever. So I don't know what she was serious though. Yeah. She was going to send him back. Yeah. That was her only, like, that was her tool. Okay. Was I can't deal with this behavior. So I'm sending you away. It's like, wow, your toolbox is (laughs) empty. And so I come in after school. Wait, how did you find this out? Did Jack come home and tell you? No, they must have called me. I think he got sent to the office. Okay. So I can and actually maybe not because that was during the grade where you had to go pick them up from the classroom. In first grade, you actually went and picked them up from the classroom. Okay. So I'm getting an earload about this. Oh, trombola Uh huh. And I'm standing there, and this is in the presence of the teacher, of me. The teacher gets down in Jack's face, and this is the day before the Halloween carnival. She said, "Jack Wazinski." If I had my way, you wouldn't be able to come to school tomorrow. Oh, no. And this is how she's talking to him in front of me. <gasps> and I'm standing there and everyone's like, oh, my God, what'd you do to her? And I'm like, nothing. I was completely frozen. Like, it seems like, you know, I'm an advocate. I'm a badass. I know how to teach. And all I did was try not to cry. And I stood there and I said, um are you suspending him? No, but he's been a real handful or whatever. I said, okay, well, he'll be at school tomorrow. And we left and he said, so can I not go to the carnival? I said, no, you can go to the carnival. Fucking bitch. (laughs) I didn't say that to him. I stayed neutral. I never said a negative word about her. He actually loved her. 
But, you know, he was the kind of kid where we would spend two hours on homework and he wouldn't turn it in because, like, he's an executive functioning disaster. Right. And so how hard would it be for you to ask Jack for his homework? And then I would go into volunteer and I'm like, okay, here's the problem. Because what I think about a lot in my classroom is flow and pathways. And if they're going to be turning in something, how do you get it so it's not a bottleneck, right? So they turned in their homework first thing in the morning, and the tray was at the door. So there's this big crowd. It's like a Who concert, you know, pushing in on each other. Right. And kids digging through their backpacks. And, of course, what does Jack do? He shuts down. He's like, this is chaotic. I don't know how to navigate this. I'm going to turn my brain off and go to my seat. But it's like, why not then just go get his homework out of his backpack at recess? You know he did it. It was just, it was a ridiculous year. Did you complain to the principal? Oh, well, the principal is another story. Uh, Same principal. One day I was on campus volunteering, and she finds me and says, um, you know, Jack is having, I was in the classroom today, and Jack's having a really hard time focusing. I said, no um, shit, I said, you know he has autism, right? She said, yeah, but he's really not focused. I said, it's in his IEP. Like, focus is one of his biggest issues. And he's bored. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> you should have. He probably was. He's very freaking smart. He wasn't bored. He was just tuned out. Yeah. I think it was a chaotic classroom. Um, he couldn't navigate that just from a sensory perspective. And I think he shut down. And so there were times. So she, I would go in twice a week to volunteer because I was still working. I was working. I was only working half time. And so I would just like do all her clerical stuff. And then one day she said, oh, we have to learn borrowing tomorrow in math. I hate teaching that. And I said, oh, I love teaching math. I said, do you want me to come in and do the lesson? Would you? I'm like, sure. You know, all she could talk about how was how rowdy this classroom was, and they couldn't, they wouldn't focus on any lesson. I swear to God, Stephanie, you could have heard a pin drop during my lesson because I was putting numbers on kids to represent the digits and what happens when that, and they got to use manipulatives and they were up and talking. And it's like, lady, you can't teach borrowing on the chalkboard. It doesn't work. So that that was a disaster of a year. Sadly, hearing these stories just makes me kind of sad because it takes special teachers to think, how do I engage kids? And I feel very lucky that we found this school, even though it's very, very small. And I wish my kids were at a big, slightly bigger school. But when I went on the tour of the school, I mean, that's what they're doing in high school. Like they were teaching um, economics, mm-hmm. senior year economics. And I told you when I toured the school, these kids' faces were lit up and they were like, we, do you want us to tell you what we're working on? We're doing this economics thing and this person owns a store and this person uh, um, is a distributor and this person makes the product. And like they, they had these bags of candy and they were like, and we're figuring out how many, and these people are consumers. They're there to buy it and this is the money. And it was like a whole lesson on like yeah. a real life lesson on economics, and these kids looked so happy. Right, and where they got to actually do something. Yeah. 
Yeah. As opposed to I've I've as you know, my kids have school hopped a little bit. So I have been to and before LB started high school, I toured a bunch of different high schools. Uh, and, you know, I watched I went into classrooms where kids just looked so, like so bored. They looked like they're about to fall into a coma. Yeah. You know, just staring at the teacher, just droning and like mm-hmm. textbook in front of them. And I was like, I just it's triggering to me from my high school because I could not focus. Yes, I'm sure I had undiagnosed ADHD. I don't know if meds would have helped me. I, I just think I was just bored. I didn't care. Yeah. I didn't care. And no teachers really made me care except for my one teacher who taught teenagers in the law and it Mm -hmm. made everything really fun. And he was, had a sparkly personality. All the kids hated him. They all hated him. Mr. Finkelstein. Yeah, That's because he was quirky and he wore like a polyester, colorful polyester suits and he was weird and uh-huh. he walked around with a drumstick and would hit the drum on people's <laughs> desks if they were looking like they were sleepy. And I was interested in the law. I like true crime like yeah. way before it was hip to like yeah. true crime. So yeah. I was like, I loved hearing about like how what traffic tickets and like how to avoid and shoplifting and what are the charges. It was teenagers yeah, and interesting the law. Stuff. Fascinating to yeah. me. And I also, I think also teachers have to tell kids that they're glad they're there. You know? Yeah. It's if you just need to be happy to see kids. And if you're not, you shouldn't be teaching anymore. So I I, do think like, I think about my school and I, there's not one teacher that I would label as a bad apple. Honestly, they're all so into it. And if something's going awry, they try to get help and we meet together and we mentor each other. I mean, it really is um, a dynamic school. But are you just saying that because you think they're all going to listen to the show? No, no one. I did not tell anyone I'm on this show. <laughs> no, I'm actually saying that. I love them all. I feel that good teachers can make such a huge impact. I'm so proud to be your friend and like for Aww. what you do and I know we told this story before too, but like your students and their parents remember you years later. Like when you're an impactful teacher, you know, we we told this story before, but we were at this fundraiser years a few years ago, many years ago. Because mm-hmm. pre-2020, right? Yeah. 216? Yep. Uh probably 18, because it was the Oh, midterms. Yeah. Midterms. Anyway, we were at this Democratic fundraiser, and the woman came over to you, starts crying. Are you Mrs. Wazinski? Mm-hmm. No, yep. she didn't say Wazinski. Right? Wessler. Yeah, Mrs. it was that long ago. Yeah, and I was like, "What is happening here? What's this lady all emotional yep. about?" I Angel's was- mom. His name was Angel. I mean, Aww. how perfect is that? That kid was so sweet. Yeah, that was fun. And this year, I have another kid whose mom was my student. Oh my gosh! In '91. Does she remember you? Oh, yeah. And I totally remembered her. I remember that class, like the back of my hand. Really? Yeah. Because that was, in 89 was when um, we got the big influx of the Armenian immigrants because of the earthquake. Oh. Um, So all those kids are just, you know, they were my first kids and they were all learning English and figuring out how to find friends and just the sweetest little girl and she still looks exactly the same really and her little boy is so cute oh my gosh but he like he's all boy he fidgets he has a hard time but he's funny and he likes learning and so fidgeting is not an indicator of 
like a learning disability. It's an indicator of needing to move your body. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, I, I wish that more teachers that I knew of, I mean, because like I said, the good ones are so good. The bad ones have been so bad. They just seem to dislike kids yeah. and not see kids as anything but something that gets in the way of teaching if they at all have any individuality or, if, you know, to, to me, I feel like a lot of kids want to socialize. They're at school, big part of being at school, right? Kids talk about it. The most important thing to kids at school is not like learning math. It's making friends. Yeah, yep. it's being with it's other seeing kids. seeing your friends, being with other kids. And then you get these teachers that like, you're not allowed to say one word to your neighbor. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's not really your neighbor. No, I, don't, it's I not. wish we need to stop saying neighbor. <laughs> That's a, what do you want to live next door? Your seatmate? Your friend, your classmate, whatever. Anyway, I'm just saying it's like it's not it's not so abnormal or they're not doing something against you. Like I understand that it gets disrespectful if they keep chatting and chatting and chatting and you're trying to teach. I say like during direct be, instruction, okay. it would be tough, but or then they should allow some time for kids to work with a partner Absolutely. or chit chat a little yes. bit or, you know, I've just or something. I've known of teachers, Elby had this where if they were done, a lot of teachers nowadays let kids go on their phones when they're not doing anything else. Oh, wow. Yeah. There are certain teachers that do not and and collect phones at the beginning of class, but a lot of teachers have kind of adjusted to like, listen, if- This is our world. Rather yeah. than pull out a book, because they're not going to do that, go ahead and pull out your phone on, have earbuds if you want to watch mm-hmm. TikToks or whatever. But- there are certain teachers, LB has told me that like, let's say you're doing a test. This happened, I, I don't know. They, and you're all done. You cannot chat with a friend. You cannot look at your phone. You cannot do anything. You have to sit and stare into space. Oh my God, you can do more in prison. I know. That's why. I don't know. Why? That's I punishment. Don't know. I know. That's an actual punishment. That's so weird. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I... Hopefully they're close to retirement. You know, it's, I, I don't I, know why I, all I want to talk to you about is teacher, teachering, teachering, teachering. That's a word, right? <laughs> we, there's more to us and our friendship. There is. We just went to see Queen. That was so fun. I had such a sore throat the next day because I was screaming and singing every song, <laughs> especially Ktel. The, the Ktel, Ktel was amazing. <laughs> yeah. And well, we made friends with that lady who never contacted either of us. It yeah, was, was all about getting us a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. She was friends with the band. Yeah, supposedly. Yeah, like good <laughs> friends with them. And she was like, listen, I'm going to hook you up. They, uh-huh. didn't have, they didn't have their own merch table, but she was going to hook us up with a right. Raglan shirt. Yeah. And we were so excited. And she took our email addresses and no. Liar. Blew us off. Yeah. See if we ever go see your friend's band again. <laughs> we will. <laughs> we will. And we will. And we went with Lyle Lyle Crocodile. Oh, they had so much fun. He's the sweetest. Yeah, he is. And he totally talked more this time. Did he? Yeah, remember in the drive home, he was actually chiming in and kind of having fun. Like, yeah. He seems like he's coming out of his shell a little bit. A little bit. I had to ask Xander a couple times. I was like, is Lyle having fun? And Xander's like, yes, I promise. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, he needs to tell his face. <laughs> Well, his face missed the memo. <laughs> he just always looks very intense. Like he's really like, 
But I, apparently he was he went home and told his mom like how much fun he had and he, he's ne- he'd never been to a real concert. Yeah, well, because it was the first time Xander had been to like an actual venue, yeah. outdoor venue, yeah, like real that. venue. Yeah, that was fun. And you took we took them to their first music show. Yeah. Oh, remember Besides, we like, ran in. We ran into one of my students at Queen. Yes, remember? <laughs> yes. I think that's what I was thinking. That was so funny. He's Who like, was excited to Mrs. see you? It's my student little, last a year. Kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And I have his little brother this year. So, oh, we got some generations going. That's so cute. It was cute. Kaylin, do you feel like you get stuff out of hearing teacher talk now that you have kids? Yeah, I mean, I think they need to be a little bit older still. I think they're just still a little too young yeah. for, you, for you to care about teacher yeah, for chat. Me, for me to get for into you to it. give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's um, wow. The fact that you had that terrible teacher, but didn't uh, complain to anybody. Cause you know me. I, what can I do? You know, I would have wanted my kid moved out of a classroom with somebody who's being mean. Well, here's, here's the other side of the story. Jack loved her. Right. He thought she was great. But I can think of another person from Jack's life that he loved that uh-huh. was pretty mean. Yeah, that's true. Me? No. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Do I? Yeah. It was another big, big interest of Jack's. Something he loves to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. How come I'm not remembering this? Be in shows. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And was very tolerant of somebody who could be pretty mean. Yeah. That and was different, was like, though. I and I, I think people who have kids in theater mm-hmm. um, could, would vouch for me that those directors are as hard on them as they are loving on them. I think it's a, a delicate balance, and uh, so I, I cut some slack there, especially because it's a relationship that he really needed. You know, there was he needed that. So I, I cut slack. I, don't know. I, I just think I'm I sensitive to like, people don't need to be mean to kids. On the other hand, let's talk about asshole parents. Okay. I'm sure I have been one, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, I really try and I've been doing better. I really do try to like check my entitlement. You know, uh-huh. I, I have, I can tend to, I think this has to do with my upbringing get very defensive of my kids, of myself. They need to be nicer. You know, it's hard for me to see like, oh, maybe my kid was doing something wrong, you Mm -hmm. know. But uh, I really do try to take a beat and understand from the teacher's perspective. Like, I can't expect every freaking teacher to be Mary Poppins and like loving on my kids and making everything magical. It's fascinating. I, I get that. So I do have to take a step back sometimes. I know I do with orthodontics offices and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I am learning. I'm trying. Some of it is is exaggerated for, for humor. Uh-huh. But some parents, I do think, it, I think I at least have the ability to look back on when I've been a little too hasty or impulsive or gotten upset and, re- and check myself. Mm-hmm. But are there parents, you know, what do you do about the really entitled parent, like, like me times 10? I think For me times um, I have a really strong personality and a big voice. Uh, so pe- parents rarely tr- mistreat me. And if they are upset about something, 
I do the same thing you do. I take a beat and try to figure out where they're coming from because it's our kid. So clearly they think something's going on or they have an issue that needs to be resolved. Mm -hmm. Um, So there have only been, I mean, I can only think of two offhand that were really inappropriate and it wasn't even to me. It was with other parents and the parent was in a was approaching other parents, other parents oh, about their no, kids' behavior. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and so that's when I stepped in, and they didn't. They apologized. They, it was a father. But was the other kid's behavior pretty bad? Uh, no, it was typical, and his kid was participating in it too. Um, like bullying. It wasn't bullying. It was... Are we too quick to say the word bully? Absolutely. <laughs> I, I am so tired of saying the word bullying because and bullying is targeted, repetitive towards someone who's at a lower s- step than you, for lack of a better word. So someone pushing a kid once on the playground isn't bullying. Right. It's being physical and probably needing a timeout. If that keeps happening over and over again, if they keep finding that same kid to do it, then it's bullying. But it has to be targeted and repetitive. Um, so, yeah, a lot of kind of typical behavior is labeled bullying. Um, so when a parent emails me about a bullying situation, mm-hmm. I'll generally ignore the word bullying and uh-huh. just address the behavior. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's because I'm not going to be able to educate them on what the word actually means. They're right. going to use it for any kind of aggression toward their kid. Right. Um, yeah. So, but you, I, we, you get some Karens. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. For lack of a better okay, word. Okay. So Karen, I had using the word. Karen, yeah. I had a total some- Karen mom. It was probably 10 years ago uh-huh. when I was still partner teaching. And so this mom had daughters who were driving and a little girl in my class and she was always on time to pick her up um and one day she was in the office waiting and waiting and i was getting worried because this was really unusual so i tried calling the mom's phone and the dad's phone i didn't know that the sister was the one who would be coming and picking her up and um, when she finally got there um i said oh i was really getting worried um because your your mom's on t- usually on time. She said, oh, there was traffic on Glendale Boulevard. I said, okay, in the future, if you have a way to call me safely, please call the school and let them know. Mm-hmm. Okay. The next day, I got a two-page letter tearing me a new one for attacking her daughter in the office, talking to her like a kindergartner. And I was There must have been 10 witnesses to that conversation where I talked to her exactly like I just talked to you. Mm -hmm. And I almost had to laugh at it because it's like, I don't talk to kindergartners like kindergartners. So why would I? Sweetie, you should have called if you're going to be late. (laughs) You know, it was the weirdest um, sort of strikeout against me. And I just looked at my partner and teacher and I said, I'm never dealing with that mom again. She's yours. You're going to do the conferences. You're going to answer. She'd say, I got it. And that was the same year that the dad was confronting other parents. And she's like, and he's yours. I was like, okay, fair enough. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. So I can't pass people off now. So I have to be really diplomatic. 
Okay, well, this reminds me. Will you remind me for Friday's show? Mm-hmm. I have a something that I've been really interested in that I've been watching. Just say it's something you've been watching. Okay. Caitlin, are you sick? A little bit. Oh, no. Do you have COVID? No. I, okay. I don't know what it is. Oh, boy. All right, listen. This has been so fun. I have you for Friday because Lynette is out for the week. So we have we have more time to tell more stories. But before we go, let's do a shout out for Kelly from Wilma and Frida. You've been there. Oh, it was so good. You had the salmon too, I, I believe. did. It was amazing. Right with that the sauce and over the, the salmon. Crust. Oh god. Oh so so good. So, good. so um they make the best brunch, but obviously they also have like dinner food when they do little shows and they have cilantro jalapeno wings and yes the seven spice sugar encrusted salmon anyway go there palm springs or palm desert wilma and frida also basic becky can hook you up with a t-shirt she's the best or a mug mm-hmm. or a mouse pad i have to get another um scott bayo mouse pad because mine is wearing yes out. yours is worn out scott bayo blocked me uh so lucky or i need to stop using mouse pads <laughs> one or the <laughs> other say, I'm, like my brain is trying to process how you use a mouse mouse i pad, still but. use a mouse yeah do you use a mouse kaylin on my desktop yeah yeah well wade uses a mouse but it's a stationary kind have you seen those and it doesn't hurt your Move? wrist oh i don't know i yeah. didn't hear about that it's cool all right also um my guy adam lerner yep He's a car broker. He's so good. He's been helping a lot of, for crying out loud, people get I'm cars. I'm sure. So he tells me he gets calls all the time. So he's happy to just chat with you. If you're like, I don't understand exactly what a car broker does, he will educate you and help you figure out if he, if he can be of help to you. That's he so will nice. save you money. His number is 310-998-7048, or you can go to his uh Website adamsgotacar.com. And let's just do one more. The Family Skeptical. It's a podcast. This is an interesting one. Yeah, where uh, it's about, it's a mom who started a podcast about raising her kids without religion. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Yeah. I think that is really cool. And, you know, she can't even, she feels like she can't say her name because she doesn't want anybody giving her yeah, shit about that. Yeah, which is that. interesting. I guess I understand that, but it's like, that's why it's such an interesting podcast because... Yeah. You can't just talk about yep, it. Yep. It's called The Family Skeptical. And also, if you guys are looking for a podcast, I have another podcast called Board AF that um, is really funny. So funny. And it's just, we talk about whatever. And uh, it's with your my coverage of, and just like that. Is oh, that's my new Rose favorite Pricks. thing. Oh, so that's over Rose, on Pricks. Rose Pricks. I have three podcasts this one, Board AF, which is a podcast about nothing, but it's funny, and Rose Pricks. Which Cecily and I have been covering we've this season of And Just Like That, and we are hate-watching it and reporting back. Yep. So good. Yeah, check it out. So bad. Anyway, thank you, Kaylin. You You're Thanks, a parent Kaylin. now. Don't if it up. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.